The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a tremendous show for you guys today. And um, and then when that's done, it's done. So before we get started, let me say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town host, Mr. Ron Russell. Did you ever have your house painted? Cindy has. <laughs> Everything upside down. <laughs> that's why we're that's in the why window. <laughs> we're, we're sitting by this curtain that looks like crap because this room is dismantled. Everything has been taken down so the painters can paint. Uh, furniture in the foyer. It's just a mess. Furniture everywhere. We're stepping over everything, you I guys. Mean, it's, a, it's a mess. It'll only be for two weeks, and then, of course, the house goes back to being perfect. But, we but the that. show must go on, mm -hmm. and we've got a great show today, you guys. I'm super excited. Um, our first guest today is going to be Jennifer Moriarty, who we've been friends with, but we what? didn't really know because we were what? Facebook friends. And then we spent a lot of time talking to her at Hollywood Hotness, and Ron was Come like, on. you got to get her on the show. So we got her on the show. She's coming on in a little mm -hmm. bit. And then uh, we have a, a, a good oh. friend of mine, uh, Hilton Ariel Ruiz, coming on, and I'm working producing a film with him, and it's going to be a phenomenal film. It's called Zombie with a Shotgun 2 Reloaded. And it's fabulous, and I'm super, super excited about it based on a comic book. So so we have two great, great guests today. Um, people are showing up in the chat room, so we got to basically say uh, – oh, B. Claudia says she totally knows what you're talking about because her whole apartment, you know, is, she's been out of it for months, and it's being renovated because they had all the damage in it. Oh, right. So, hey, B. B's in I, the chat room. I, I mean, in order to get – we have a house that's a U. In other words, the master bedroom's on this side, and the guest bedrooms are on the other side. So there's a U that you have to walk around a U. Get it? You can't go from room to room. If you're in, if you're in, the, if you're in our bathroom, you have to walk from our bathroom to our bedroom, down the foyer, past the dining room, past the living room, past the foyer, past another foyer, down the foyer, down to the other bedroom, and, of course, the room we're in. Now, picture furniture all over. So you have to weave. Jump over, slide under, and come around to get where we are now. God forbid there was an earthquake, we're dead because we'll never get out of this room. Who could find the. <laughs> You couldn't find your way out. They're painting, and then they're going to be carpeting. So, like, there's right. the old floor sitting here. Everything. It's just, there's tools everywhere. There's paint buckets exactly. everywhere. I mean, it's just a mess. I, I should be used to it, you know, because I decorate every 15 minutes. Yes, Astro, I love you, my darling. See, he gets upset because he hears Daddy saying things that are 
It's good making a beautiful house and wall-to-wall carpeting in this room so you and your sister can lay on nice, comfortable carpeting. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. My name is Astro. <laughs> so what's up, chat room? We want to say hi. B. Claudia's joined us. Cindy Lady Lake is in the chat room. Uh, Stefan Daniel Bell's in the chat room. People are coming in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hey, Stefan, you still never told me how you got that gorgeous Tina to love you. What, what, what did you do? <laughs> Give her some kind of a, a magic potion or something? Anyway. <laughs> we wanna... mean, she's so beautiful and so sweet. I really love Tina. I think she's one of the, the nicest people that we know. Absolutely. Really and truly, I'm not blowing smoke either. She's really a, a very deliciously sweet, nice person. So and we want to thank brilliant woman as well. Yes, we want to thank everybody for tuning into the show, you guys on Apple Podcasts. We want everybody to continue uh, tuning in on Apple Podcasts. We're number twenty-one on there right now. Um, we're and we're ahead what? of Andy Bravo. Yeah, we, we beat out Andy Cohen. How do you like that on his show? Well, that's a biggie. But now, I must, you know, I I, th- I really should call Jimmy's assistant and find out if in fact. Today is Marcel Waltz's uh, red carpet it premiere is of his movie. Because we don't want to drive it. into L.A. like we did last time because Jimmy got his dates wrong. So are you sure? I am sure. And I even saw Sarah French and Marcel posted it on Facebook today, you guys. So as soon as the show's over, we're going to hop in the car and drive to L.A. Um, if not, I will have you assassinated. And we're going to go see the new movie, The Garden of Eden. Is that the, the Garden of Eden, I think? Evil, The Garden of Evil. Uh, no, I think it's Eden. Oh, I like my title better, The Garden <laughs> of Eden. But what we'll I let really, you guys know. No, what I really like is the theater in which they're doing their uh, feature film and red carpet in that little plaza is the best pizza place in the world. For California, anyway. Now, it doesn't compete with New York. But anyway, <laughs> no, New York pizza is the best because of the water and because of the Italians that make it, you know. We don't put jalapeno in our pizza. Uh, pizza out here tastes like tacos. So it's a big difference. Big, 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 a New York pizza is different, totally different. Anyway. Also, you guys, I want to thank everybody who's been the new followers I have in social media. Uh, it's helping a lot. And, you guys, my new social media handles across the board are This Is Jimmy Star. And I Googled This Is Jimmy Star yesterday, and there's uh, almost 5 million Google search results on it. Um, so thanks, everybody, for looking in. And, check, and please follow me on TikTok. I have 14 million plays on TikTok for my stupid little videos. Um, so please uh, uh, follow me on all the different social platforms because it's helping tell, tell a lot. Tell me he's not an egomaniac. It's so much tell fun. Me that it's Garden got, of Eden. <laughs> Garden of Eden. Yes. I, I like Garden of Evil better. Well, they say this one's going to be gory. I know. I can't wait. And I we're going to see all our friends at the red carpet, you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I will have to do this at the film. You know, I look down a lot because I, I really don't enjoy uh, blood and guts and stabbing and shooting. And I don't care for that. Uh, I love it. I can't no, wait. <laughs> it was not for my day. You know what I mean? As I said before, in my day, if somebody got shot in a movie, you never saw blood. Yeah, you didn't and, see it. And Dracula, even him, when he bites your neck, you really don't see too much. Christopher Lee went a little far with it back in the 60s, and we were shocked because we saw blood on his face. And we were not used to that. We were used to movies that had censors. And the censor people said, no, 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 too violent, too too gory, too sexy, too whatever. 
They got to the point where, listen to this, if a woman is lying in bed and her husband comes into the bedroom, this is in a movie now, he's not allowed to get on the bed. He must have one leg on the floor. That's what the census had. So if you watch movies, you'll always see the husband sitting on the edge of the bed. But today, of course, he's not any in the bed, but he's in her. <laughs> Times have changed. We watch a lot of Turner Classic movies, you guys. And even Tubi has like old movies on it. So we've been watching a lot of great old movies. Last night we watched a great Humphrey Bogart movie. Um, Somebody said to me, Ron, and I'm not blowing smoke up my own kazoo. Ron, how come you're such a good actor? And I said, because I learned from the great masters of film. I'm a Hollywood freak. I've been around since the 40s and the 50s. And I learned growing up uh, how to become, how to, how to create, how to do what I'm supposed to do in a script. And it comes quite easy to me because I've been doing it, you know, for quite a while. Um, it shows. Humphrey Bogart is awesome. And Ron even has a, hungry, uh, a classical Humphrey Bogart doll that I bought for him uh, many right. years ago. Uh -huh. and, and I asked Lauren, you know, Lauren Bacall, his wife, when I sat on her lap. <laughs> I sat on her lap at a benefit because they didn't have a chair for me. It was $1,500 a plate. And I think there were 20 people at the dining room table. And the people that paid $1,500 a plate to be at her benefit for her, I forgot what it was for, maybe United Jewish or something. <clears throat> but anyway, when I got there, I was standing around like a moron. Everyone's seated, ready to eat. They didn't order a plate for me to eat, they, nothing. So I said to Laura, and I said, gee whiz, I feel bad. I thought you, you, you really invited him. She said, yeah, you were invited here to cover the interview. I said, but I don't have a chair. She said, well, sit on my lap. Don't you think I did? And I sat on Laura lap. <laughs> she thought it was hysterical. So then she said, would you please get this man a chair? <laughs> and they went out somewhere and brought me in a chair. But I put the chair right next to her. And she was so sweet. She held my hand at one point while we were talking. I thought Lauren Bacall was just one of the... Um, uh, the truest broads you'll ever meet. She was a broad. She was no classy Hollywood dame. She was a, bro a Brooklyn broad. She cursed, she smoked, she drank, she talked tough. Uh, she was a delightful person. I love it. I think it's Betty fabulous. Bacall or Betty, uh, yes, Betty Bacall. No, her last name was not Bacall. I forgot what her name was, her real name. But she was a nice Jewish girl from Brooklyn who married Humphrey Bogart but was a great actress. Absolutely. And we watch a lot of Humphrey Bogart movies just because we both like him a lot. We watch a lot of Cary Grant movies because I love Cary Grant. And well, I, I also like, what's the other guy I like? The guy who like had uh, dated his daughter's daughter. Uh, his, he did that Christmas movie where he dates his son's girlfriend. Oh, uh, that what's that guy's Charlie name? Charlie Ruggles. No, no, not Charlie Ruggles. No, no, he's oh uh, shoot, I forgot his name now. The Christmas movie. He also did a cow. He does a lot of cowboy movies. I like him so much. He's a huge star. I can't think of his oh, name well, anyway. Well, you can, you will. When I think of it, I'll remember. And the other movie that everybody should see is A Letter to Three Wives because I love that movie oh, so much. It's him, you not him. No, no, yeah. that him I like. Rando, I forgot his name too. No, his, I don't, don't throw them at me so quick. Uh, 
<laughs> I know all their names, but when you throw no, the guy who does uh, when you throw it at me quickly, I get confused. No, he's he's always in the westerns. A guy I like. Oh shoot, I forgot. Clint I no, oh, no. Uh, Randolph Scott. No, shoot. Oh, I I'll figure him out anyway. Uh, I'll have to figure it out. Like now that'll bother me that I can't figure it out. I just where it's on to, the tip of my tongue. Yeah, where did you get to be my age? That's just You'll funny. Be sitting there like. Uh, also, I want to like uh, just do a big shout out to all the places you can listen to our show, you guys, because then our first guest is here and we're going to bring her on. Um, so, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Please listen on Apple Podcasts because that's the best one place for us to listen. Um, but if you don't want to listen on Apple Podcasts, we're also on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. And uh, so please just listen anywhere that you're listening because we like love it. Um, and no, it's not James Stewart, B. Claudia, and also Stefan wrote uh, that she says hi. Tina says hi. hi and Gina. that meeting her was was like a, the greatest day of his life for him. For him? Yes. You bet your ass. You bet it, you bet it, I mean, he's a little weird. You know, <laughs> he's fabulous. He's, fab he's a genius, by the way. He knows everything there is to know. You can call him up and ask him a question. How many stars float around the moon? He'll tell you. But he's a little weird. She is absolutely the most stable. Well, she's a nurse as well. And she's a very stable gal. So it was a wonderful union because he's crazy and she's not. And that makes for interesting people. Gary Cooper. I think oh, it's Gary, Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper, yeah. Is it Gary Cooper? Gary Cooper, yeah. Gary was he the one in that movie? Yes. Gary Cooper, you guys. See, that's the one I was thinking of was Gary Cooper. I yes, love Gary yes, Cooper. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, we're going to bring on our first guest, you guys. Let's bring her in and see if we can see see her and hear her. Hey! Hey, well, Look at you. look so beautiful. Look at you. Oh. All. Wow. Does, that, does that mean I can lose the jacket because it's bloody hot? Oh, you can lose. Well, leave it on for like three minutes and then take it off. Let's let everybody like see you. Let me see. Your eyes look great. Beautiful eye makeup. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> No, really, you look terrific. All right, everybody. Now we want to like welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful Jennifer Moriarty. Hello, and welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you, Thank you, you know, guys. Jen, not, not all the women that come on our show try to look beautiful. I had one that looked so disgusting. I told her to get off my show. <laughs> no, really, she came on our show looking like she washed a toilet. <laughs> Her hair was piled on her head, no makeup, in a ripped, dirty sweatshirt. She oh. looked like she crawled out from under a rock. You know, we always look decent. And we would, you know, we like a little respect. We respect you by looking decent for you. And we expect it back. So I, to I told her, I said, please, next time you come on a show, if ever, which I doubt, I said, put makeup on, have your hair done. You know, and what was she? She was a very famous I mean, girl. She won actually. She, she, she won the big singing competition in England. I don't know what it's no, called. Australia, I mean, no, it? England. X Factor. Uh, she's a huge star, and um, and the show actually with him telling her that she looks terrible like that got like a zillion plays. <laughs> People couldn't believe that he like told her. That. No, but you know what? They all agreed. Yes, they did. Agree. They all said, "You're right, Ron. She's a pretty girl." And she's in show business. And we're not allowed to look like shit to people. I mean, no. people want us to be Lana Turner, Cary Grant, and Rock Hudson. I'm Rock Hudson, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be Lana for the day. Or yeah, you you be Lana Turner. Turner. Thanks, I love it. So did you have a good time? Did you have a good time? I'm sorry, at the Halloween Haunted? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. I wish they had food. That was the only thing for all of our hungry spouses. But no, it was beautiful. And the figurines, if, if you haven't been to the Wax Museum here, it is amazing, I think. Don't you? Yes. But yeah. the reason why they didn't have food was because they were under construction. On the roof. And the roof. We, last two years ago, we had food on the roof. We yes. took over the entire roof garden. Excuse me. So that's the reason. But next year, we'll have food for you. It was. It's amazing. My parents supported mm -hmm. St. Jude's from the time I was a little girl, and so that's always been such a you know a charity that's had our heart. And I I think it's for such a good cause. But how did they do? Did they raise a lot of money? Yeah, they raised over thirty thousand dollars. Did they raise a lot of money? Give me a that's break. Right. Thirty thousand dollars is nothing today. You know what? They give the homeless people a million dollars. And they know, and they're horrible people. They're they're ruining our cities. They're giving them all this money to house them instead of giving them medical conditions. Crazy people, you know. Give yeah. them help. We have to go shake our tits and balls to make thirty to make thirty thousand dollars. To give the same. Well, well, everybody there had their tits out. Oh, they love you in the chat room, by the way. They're all saying how gorgeous you are. <laughs> Jennifer, you didn't happen oh, to they me. like the jacket. I'll keep it on. I like the jacket. I was shocked. I, was, I will say, I thank you so much, Jimmy. I will say, I was very surprised at some of the outfits at the at the you know costume thing. But I, you know what? I mean, Hollywood. I've just gotten to understand it's. It seems like anything goes, and I'm trying to take a little bit higher road, I suppose. Maybe that's because you know I've been around for a while, but. I just was really happy that there were so many people there and, you know, Absolutely. that it seemed to be a, a worthwhile event. Yeah, so. but I think our government could have given us a couple of million dollars instead of throwing it to Russia and all over the friggin' world. <laughs> you know, we need it here. And I, I, my, who was it that used to say, feed us first, then the world? Somebody very famous during the Second oh. World Said, feed us. She's not old enough to be around for the no, Second no, no. World War. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, thank you. President Roosevelt, I think during the Depression, said, let's feed ourselves first, then the world. And that's mm. what America has to do. We shouldn't have to beg to make money to save the lives of children. Yeah, children. It's and so true. Actually, them and the Shriners, because I always see the Shriners commercial, and I always think, oh, my God, you know, these are really, you know, good company, good organizations really trying to help children. And if you don't help children, you know, you're in trouble because they're the future. Um, it's you know. not that. It's just that, God forbid, could you imagine a family that is totally upset by what has happened to the child? It's not just the child. It's a ring, you know, like throwing a rock in the water. It makes rings. And that child is the problem, but you know what it does to the mother, the father, the aunt, the grandmother? Yeah, the family. I mean, it's just devastating what it does to a family. And if we could help it by curing the child, my God, what a miracle we give the family. Absolutely. And I, 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 we I, love I, I, I tell you the truth, and I'm not lying. If I won the lottery, I would give a ton of money to St. Jude. Well, we had, I grew up in a family where most of my family's gone. They've, they've died of disease and uh, I had a brother when he was 13 come down with a type of encephalitis and he went into children's hospital and they saved him. But 
said he had about four or five years to live before the scar tissue in the brain uh, stopped the circulation of spinal fluid. And that kid died when he was 19. He drowned in a surfing accident just off of the Newport Beach Pier. Um, and, you know, I think all of these things that, that you know, focus on these charities for the kids, it's just, it's a personal um, commitment that my husband and I, my partner and I here have. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very difficult, very emotional. I didn't, I didn't know we were going to talk about this because I didn't bring any tissue. I might start crying and then bleed this makeup. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to talk about. That's what makes the show so much fun. I have no idea. There's no script here that we don't follow anything. It's, it's what to my demented brain. I just make little notes, like what your Instagram is, some of the movies yeah. you've been in. Oh, uh, see, like my comments on, I met you, I flipped over you, I thought you were terrific, and I insisted that you come on our show, and I threatened you, I said, I will have your legs broken if you don't come <laughs> on our show. I don't know if you remember that. And you guys, and her, her husband, you guys, is gorgeous. He looks like Kevin Costner. Yeah, your husband is gorgeous. He's sitting right here. You have to come. Come just say no, hi to this guy. Put his face come on. on. Come and say hi. Come on. Let, all, so the, let all the women see how lucky you are. And how come lucky on. he is. How lucky he is. Yeah. Look how handsome. How's it going? Good. It's good. It was wonderful meeting you at Halloween Hotness also. Right. And yeah, you know, that was really fun. I love that place. And if, and if you were a gay single man, I could have fixed you up with some terrific guys. <laughs> well, you just, you just never know. I would, kill, I would kill for you. Maybe about three years. I don't know how this happens. <laughs> All, right, All right. So you guys. guys. Bye, honey. Bye. This is uh, so you guys. Uh, did I already have you say hi to the people in the chat room? I forgot. No, I didn't, right? So say no. hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I love that. It's so exciting to be here with you all. So basically, uh, I went on uh, Google and Googled you, yep. and it says you started out uh, doing commercials, and you did a Chobani. Is that the yogurt? You did a yogurt commercial. Yeah, you know, I moved out to Los Angeles. We were living in Charleston. I have I have three kids. I have a 31-year-old son and a 28-year-old. Huh? 31-year-old son? 31-year-old son. Wow. I know, I know. Um, Who did you And work? I've got a 20, a 28. Who did you hold it, Jen? Who did your work? You don't look like you have a 31-year-old kid, my dear. Right. Should we be looking for anything? Um, yeah, I, start, I will say I started Botox. I probably wouldn't wouldn't say this on air, but I think everybody everybody out here does. Um, I started taking really good care of my skin because my mom was so beautiful and not a wrinkle on her face. Never had Botox. Never a stitch of anything. Just used great skincare products and. Um, she got me really young, eye cream, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Botox at 41, and yeah. So I hope your viewers, please don't do any hate on that, but um, out here, it's a tough town. Who's going to do it? Tell them to mind their fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're, they're going to do hate. Who gives a shit what they think? You know what? I, I, I've never had anything done to my face, and I'm 83 years old. So people say, how do you look so good? I say, I never washed my face in my life. My mother never washed her face in her life. You know how we washed our face? A little olive oil on a cotton pad, we put it all over our face, and with the tissue, we wipe it, and the, the dirt and the, the tissue is dark. 
your look at my skin. I mean, if you could see, I have skin like a young person. I, I can't believe you're 83. Yeah, I am. And I believe that if you leave your skin alone without all that crap, it, you know, so, 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 many, so many people do uh, things. Skin is skin, and you can't put so many chemicals into it. If you're yeah. doing disturb the growth of the skin, skin well, is natural. You know what's crazy? So um, I don't know what even the prior question was because we got off on this, but so many, my daughter is a model. My middle daughter is a model for Wilhelmina. And wow, she, she works out in New York every week. She flies out there. And the reason I think she's booked so much is she said, mom, these these young, young girls are getting all this Botox and injections oh. and all this stuff. And she said, there nobody anywhere else in the country where I work wants that look. They're all like, what is going on in Los Angeles? And, you know, when you come out here from a place, I mean, I, I was born and raised in, in L.A., uh, went to Newport Harbor High School. Then, you know, I've lived all over the country. My husband was from Seattle, so we lived out there for 20 years and raised my kids. But when I came back out here from Charleston, there is so much pressure if you want to work in this business to change everything about you. And I am like, I will say, guys, I am guilty. You know, if you look up photos of when I'm young, I look a little bit different. You try and fit in. But really what got to me, I think, in the last couple of years is the ageism out here is obscene. And I, you know, my whole my whole commitment to the art right now is because I was a stage actress for many years. My my commitment now to the art is writing movies that are fighting that in a compelling way. Stories about middle-aged women and men who have something to say because I wasn't done yet. You know, I wasn't ready to go and retire. And I when I first came out here and got that Chobani commercial, the funny thing about it was that nobody wanted to rep me. I could not find an agent. I went to acting classes three days a week. And guys, I like, I studied with people from the actor's studio. I have my master's in, in theater arts. I have my undergraduate Boston College. I went to drama school at Emerson College, super prestigious programs. I taught high school. I coached. And I would go into these classes. And I, I will never forget the turning point for me was, I did Blanche from Streetcar and this guy had this whole showcase and all these directors and different people, casting directors came in, agents. And these guys were like, Holy, you're, you're freaking amazing. Like you're, you're Jessica Lang. You're just incredible. Blah, blah, blah. And so then I raised my hand at the end of it. I said, would you, what would it take for you guys to represent me, to sign me? Oh, Oh, we, we, we don't have any room on our roster for someone like you. And it just got to be that story over and over and over again. And I'm like, you know what? This is really screwed up out here. I'm going to start writing stories about people like me and people like your viewers, people who are real, who have something to say after 40 or 50 or 60 or 70. And that's why I'm, I think I'm 80. <laughs> and 80. I love that, by the way. I, uh, do, do you know Monique Parent? I don't. Okay, you need to meet Monique Parent because she is uh, like you. She's phenomenally gorgeous. Yeah. She works like, she, a lot. She's like 100 years old, um, and she's fabulous. She's really, really she's no gorgeous. Chicken. She's no young chicken, but she looks like a young chicken, and she did it not with uh, chemis, chemicals or lifts. 
she did it did it with uh, herbs and food. And she, I just saw her. Oh, she, she's on a TJ Maxx commercial that plays all the time here in the desert, and she's in oh, the TJ Maxx commercial. Yeah, she just um, ate right and had oxygen. And she did all the right things. Right. No, her, though, no smoking. She didn't do drug smoking or any of that shit. She's just it's. I think we're going to see her later today, actually. Yeah, and uh, she's one. I mean, in person, she's beautiful. Now, like you, I, I think I think she's got to be what in her sixties, late sixties. I think middle sixties. I think maybe 67, 68. Right. I saw her in person, forty-five. Wow. And no scars, and no. But she has natural color. hair color, though grayish and white she's hair. Absolutely yeah. stunning, stunning woman. Which I goes to it. tell you that sometimes we have to act our age. Sometimes when we try to look like our children, a lot of women dress like their daughters. Their daughters are 16 right. and stuff. Get over it. It doesn't make that. you look young. It makes you look weird. Because I... Grace <laughs> Kelly never would have worn a pair of ripped jeans. Right. 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 While you wear ripped jeans. No, I don't have it. I'm like looking down going, oh, good God in heaven. Do I have ripped jeans on? I do not. Have you ever seen mothers no, he, wear their daughter's clothes? Like he means like ripped up like the like the 12-year-olds are wearing, not like, you know, like a, a little hole or something. But no, like, not even. Just no, 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 sophisticated. No, 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 no. Listen, in my, listen, in my day, in my day, Jane Russell, who was my best friend, we hung out together for years. That's how come I'm Ron Russell. I took her name when I started off. And Jane and I would talk about fashion, and she'd say, oh, I hate this long, stringy hair. In our day, Ron, we used to all have different hairdos. I said, you're right. Jane Russell said about the dunk on her interview with me, she said the jeans today that are all scarred and ripped are the most expensive. And she couldn't get over women wearing these jeans looking like slobs because she said on my interview, she said, in my day, we all dressed to look the best we could because it was who we were. They were stars. You never saw Jane or any of those women not dressed right. Although she came to my house in uh, jogging clothes and sneakers. But, she, but out in public. But not in public. In public, Jane always looked like Jane Russell. So, you know, it, it's something that we should keep in mind that just because it's fashionable for the young, it's not necessarily becoming. You always look good. Any picture I ever see you, you look in, you look good. Now. She looks You're like gorgeous a, now. She could be, right now she could be a 1950 movie actress. She looks so good. She looks well-groomed. She looks decent. She looks clean. She looks like she smells Ron good. doesn't like, like the current trends of how, you know, when you go to uh, – like we go to a lot of premieres. You probably do too. You I know, know you so had one the other night for Spider Baby. Yes. Where a lot of the women and they all wear he calls what he what he calls them is clit covers. You know skirts, their dresses that so barely cool. cover anything, and they all look like hookers. Yeah, yeah and, he can't and, stand and, that. And then, That's one, fabulously graphic. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer, this is a fun show. <laughs> uh, there's there's one person in particular that I really have to tell her to bathe. She wears all the time halters or uh, she doesn't shave under her arms. And she has tattoos going all over her body. She's covered with tattoos and she smells. And I really want to tell her, listen, the tattoos I could vomit from, you know, the, but the smelling is killing me. <laughs> yeah. And she loves to, and she's a tall woman and she loves to put her arm around my neck when we meet. And I got stench of arm odor. 
I mean, really and truly. You had no idea what you were getting involved with. I really, you know what? I really didn't. I really, and I bet your viewers, I wonder if they knew. <laughs> no, they know. No, me. But when we're I, number 21 right now in the world. Out of my I million they, must, they must love it. I, you know, I, I wasn't prepared. You know, my... Um, my my kids are all they all think it's quite funny, but I don't get that get out of the house without makeup on. I just I was raised. My mom was so funny. She'd say, you know, Jenny, I have to put on my face before I get my coffee and then we can go. And so she was late to everything because her makeup was very elaborate. And I swore when I was a little surfer girl at 13, I said, I am never going to be like that. Like, I'm never going to wear that much makeup. And I don't know. My friends call it war paint. The more I wear, the more stressed I usually am. But um, I just, no, 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 no. You I just, I grew up this way. So when you walk you down know. the road, everybody's looking at you. Yep. And, and I think that's a, a huge compliment. No, you are. I'm just, we today. don't blow smoke up anybody's butt here. Like we tell it like it is. If you were a sloppy dog, I would be talking about your dog. <laughs> I would be asking you, are you as attractive as your dog? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm better looking. My three dogs are all rescues. I, I really oh, am. Yeah, we have three rescues that are all over 12 years old. They're all senior dogs. Yay. Now put your hand up. Look how beautiful your nails are. You're so well groomed. Thank I bet you. your arms don't smell either. No, listen, when you're when you are when you are older in this town, and I say that with all due respect to anybody of any age, the young girls who are trying to make it or the women, the ladies older than I, it is so it is a monstrous task. And all my friends back home are like, what's taking you so long to get, you know, why aren't you on a sitcom or why aren't you doing a soap or why aren't you, why aren't you why aren't you? And I said, you have no idea how competitive it is, how people look at you, what it's like to go into a room and have somebody telling you you're too tall, you're too skinny, you're too blonde, you're, you know, you're, your eyes are too scary. I, I mean, I have been told the worst stuff. And, you know, I, I was thinking about an audition that I had when I first got here, and it was for a very big movie. Uh, my coach actually got me this audition. And I was in there and I decided to throw something really crazy at the director and I did this heavy duty Southern accent. And when I opened up the door, this A-list actress had her ear to the door with the producer listening on the outside. They had already attached this woman and she did every bloody thing that I did in the audition she did in the movie. And I realized at that time, it's like, if you don't know someone or you're not willing to work really freaking hard, and start someplace, even if it's at, you know, the smallest movie part or a little cameo here or there, you're never going to get anywhere in this town. And I, for me, my armor is, this is probably my armor. I guess I, you know, I'm an insecure actor like everybody else, but I, I feel like my goals are different. I don't, I don't need to do a sitcom. I don't need to be on a soap opera. I want to make great films and I want to make art that makes people turn around and, um, and, and notice, you know, to, to make a difference. I don't want to do, you know, I, I mean, obviously I think somebody said the other night to me, Oh, are you a horror actress? You're a horror actress. And I said, well, actually I've, 
I've played like every, you know, the greatest roles in American and European literature on stage. So I wouldn't call myself a horror actress at all. But in this town, that's one of the ways that you can get started, right? You can you can work with people and get going. And what I found is an incredible group of people who seem very committed to helping me succeed. And, you know, and I can give them something, they can give me something. So, I mean, you know, it's like, you just have to figure out what I guess works for you. I don't understand. I will say, Ron, I don't understand the pajamas going to the store in the pajamas. I wouldn't be caught dead in that, but that's just because I'm. How about you fly to New York in an airplane in pajamas? I would die. I, I literally, I've seen them. I literally die, would die. I can't do on a red eye, they're in pajamas with, with pillows. My my father worked for Delta Airlines, and so basically, up until I turned twenty one, I flew for free. But I had to wear a coat and tie from three years old. I had to wear a coat and tie you know, on the plane. So, like, I don't understand the pajamas. Oh, thing I from the, well, here you are. You guys look like you color match today. It looks like I can't tell from my little. Looks like you're wearing burgundy and a beautiful. We never do that. Happen accidentally. Normally, we have a background. I don't know if you missed the beginning of the show. So normally, we have a background. This is the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. But our, 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 we have two rooms that we use, and they're both being painted and carpeted, and the house is a mess. So, so we didn't have a place to go because we also have to be cooked. We have to be hooked into the Wi-Fi. Right, but don't go away from. I want to talk to Jen about what she said okay. because I'm so in favor of what she said. Art. In my day, we read a script. Yes. Okay, we read the whole script, your part, my part, everybody's part. We didn't right. just highlight our part, okay? Exactly. Then we got an idea of what we're going to do. So we developed our character. We studied our character in our mind's eye. Let's see what this guy's going to do in this role. We made wonderful films because we cared about the art, not just how many scenes we're in, how many oh. pages of dialogue, or how much they're paying us. Today, that's all it is. Jimmy said, in order to get a star, in order to get his movies financed, he needs a name, a star. So the, the, the lender said to Jimmy, the first thing, who you got? I have uh, I have Bette Midler. She's no good. She's finished. She's by saying, <gasps> oh, yeah. Well, they'll say that. They're very cruel. Barbara Streisand, oh, she's gone with the wind. She's no good. She's no good. She's no good. So I suggested for my movie, uh, uh, uh Christopher Walken, who I grew up with. I know Chris Walken. I know, I know him since we, we went to high school together. I just um, We just watched a movie with him. Was at the Dead Zone? And wait, he was so wait, 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 wait. So somebody said to Jimmy, oh, he's passe. You're not going to no, get The distributor told me they won't give me money on Christopher Walken. And he's, oh, and he, and he's, my a, gosh. And he's the number one box office in the world still. But that's, that's what they go by. So now if they want to hire you... Jennifer Moore, who is she? Let's see what she's got. Uh, let's see. Now, she's not going to bring up. Now, we need 20 million. She's not a 20 million dollar so actress. She's a 5,000. You know, that's how they. You, I produce a lot of movies. I have like nine. I have 27 movies on a slate, but I have nine movies that are in different stages of development. But all of them, you know, I have to attach people to get the money. And they range from like one to 17 million, basically. Um, and I need, but I have to have, you know, people for all of those. And it's very, it's such a catch 22 because you can't get the star without the money and you can't get the money without the star. So you have to depend on the relationships and the people that you meet, you know, to hopefully somebody can help, you know, and, in that way. And when the star 
knows that you need their name in order to get finance, they strangle you, but I want four million. No, I, I mean, we have friends, I have friends who made, who, who got an A-list star and I don't want to mention names, uh, but, but they needed the star. They had to pay a million dollars for six hours. Oh my for, gosh. Sorry, a million movie. bucks for six hours. Um, so yeah. where's the art anymore? So that's not really. So I, I want to be in. I want to be in street. Now you mentioned streetcar. If I, I'm too old now, I could play streetcar's mother. But I mean, <laughs> if I were a young man today, I guess all my life I've wanted to be. I wanted to play streetcar. I yeah. wanted to be Ross Pot. I could have done it when I was young. I think it's one of the greatest writings ever. Ever. And it's so brilliant. I mean, everything, everything that Williams, everything Tennessee Williams wrote is well, so brilliant. And then you. But if I went to finance money people today and said, you know what? I want to bring back streetcar. They're going to say, who you got? Well, I have, uh, let's say, uh, Rock Hudson. Well, he's not good. He's too old. Of course, he was alive. So. It is a tech. So, th so that wonderful too. piece of work will never get seen by a new generation because right. they don't have the right person to play it. Brando was him. There was he was uh, what's his name and the the guy in Streetcar. What was his name? Stanley. Right. <laughs> anyway, hold on. I want because I want to cheer. I want to cheer. I want to steer this a little different. First of all, I want to know so. When you lived in all the different places before you came back out here, well, how long ago did you come out here and get the Giovanni commercial? Okay, so I moved out here in 2018, and I got my I you know came out with my daughters. One was a Joffrey ballerina, the Wilhelmina girl now, and my other daughter was quite young, but she's a fabulous actress. And so we came out thinking, well, maybe you know this will be a better place. And I had lived in all these other spots. My husband likes to fish, and I had been in Seattle for 20 years raising kids. And I thought, you know what? Let's go back to LA to my home. And I stumbled into. Uh, do you guys know Jim Jordan? He's an amazing uh, manager. He works in the modeling business. I um, know the name, but I haven't heard I know, of him. I know the name. Okay, he, I think, discovered the Hadids, and he bumped into my daughter at the Malibu cook-off, chili cook-off, and signed my daughter to manage my youngest daughter. She was 14. And um, ended up going to acting classes with her. They asked me, hey, will you come to, hey, mom, that's what they called me. I freaking hated it. Hey, mom, will you, will you come down and do this improv with this kid, this other boy? And I'm like, okay, sure, that's super awkward because he was like 17. But yeah, he's a man, a young man. Yes, I will come down. And after I did this, like, freaking heavy, heavy drama and the guy's bawling his head off and I'm bawling my head off. It's all about drugs. I'm very good at improv. I used to be in a company. I'm like, okay, I walk off stage and he goes, everyone's just going, what the freaking hell? Are you an actor? And I go, yeah, you know, but that was like 20 years ago. I had a huge company. I did all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not acting anymore on this guy. This coach was like, no, you need to get back to it. So that began. And then I did, I landed Chobani. I got an agent. Finally, I found somebody to convince them to take my haggish self. Yeah. Haggish. Uh, assign me. And it was um, this gal who really didn't want to sign me. But I went out for my first audition and landed this freaking giant 
commercial with Chobani. It was my first audition. I got put on a veil. Then I got put on a veil and a veil and a veil. And I mean, it was, it was kind of a kooky thing, but I, um, absolutely made a really quick decision. This sounds terrible, but I hope the viewers support me. I trained my freaking butt off when I was young and I studied Ron, you'll love it. I studied the Stanislavski method. I don't think people even know who he is anymore in this town, but, um, right. So I was all about dramatic imagination and emotional recall and all this. I'm like super method. And these, I get on these commercial sets and they're like, we don't care about that. Could you just give me that one line again? Just could you, could you just, and, and I'm, I'm holding a 200 pound Great Dane in stilettos for this Chobani commercial running down the sidewalk. And I just, all the cameras, anonymous content did this beautiful shoot, a hundred people in the cast. And I'm standing there thinking, can I really say, Ma, I made it? Like, this is what I dreamed of being? No, because I fucking played, excuse me, I played I played Hedda in Hedda Gobbler. I played The Taming of the Shrew, Catherine. You know, I played all these amazing roles and Equus and, you know, I, so many of the classical restoration comedies, current comedies, Alan Ackborn plays. And I trained to be something different than what I think the town grooms now. And so I, you know, you sit and try and have a meeting, take a meeting with an agent and people look at you like you have a third eyeball right here. Yes. And so I thought, okay, this is not going to work. I, I'm not going to get work. I'm going to, I'm going to have to quit and go back home with my tail between my legs, or I'm going to have to do something and I did this improv and there was a, an actor and I think he's also a producer, but his name was Carl Bressler, older guy. And he came up to me after the improv and he said, you need to write that story that you just did with that, that boy up there. You need to write that story. And I said, Oh God, you know, what would I call it? The laundress? And he goes, exactly. <laughs> and I did. And I wrote it as a play that got produced at the victory theater with my very dear college friend, Wayne Watkins, who directed it. And then I adapted it into a screenplay and so we shot it. That's your film. Yeah, that's oh, my film. I, I didn't know that you wrote it. So, okay. Yeah. So that's amazing. And it got Eric and Eliza Roberts. Yes, it did. And they took it on because they love the script. It went over to Sovereign. I don't even know how. I Like when I saw, when my director called me and he's like, you're never going to believe who wants to attach to this script. And I was like, Oh, you know, thinking it's going to be just somebody, you know, kind of a B list or whatever, like somebody like, you know, me, but a good person, good talented person. And all of a sudden they're like, no, no, it's Eric Roberts. And I thought, and this was when Eric was doing Damien Giselle's movie Babylon. So uh, he read the script and then Eliza, they said, Hey, do you need, you need somebody to play the, the villain's wife. And she's twisted and horrible in this movie. Oh my God, she's so fabulous. Um, they said, why don't you audition Eliza? And I just, she sent a tape over of the monologue and I was like, done deal. That that woman, the two of them together, and this isn't a crappy, and I'm, and I'm gonna say this because I love crappy indie. I love movies that cost $5,000. My first really big movie that I helped produce is called Bloomfield. For any of you guys out there that wanna see me in a really cool witchy role. Um, I wear, I have brown hair, but oh my God, it's a great little movie on Amazon prime. 
So I love little movies like that, but this is the big movie that we produced. And my husband and I kind of really risked a lot for it, but those two took a very Tennessee Williams style. It's a Southern Gothic drama. And they have, they were shocked when they came on set. I remember Eliza going, Whoa, your voice. Whoa. Like what is happening here? And Eric goes, Oh, you're shooting with an Ari. Oh my God. Look how many crew people you have. And this is a big, big production. We had about 30 some people and, you know, we shot with Eric and Eliza. I used them for three days. We shot in kind of record time for budget reasons, but the movie, I sent you guys over one of the little monologues. Did you guys get that? I got the little clip from it, but I didn't realize that it was your, and it was, first of all, it was too long because it's like four minutes long. Number one, I didn't realize that you wrote the film. And number two, I thought, whoever's filmed this is, they don't want us to play this because this is such a huge, I mean, because you're the, the whole scene is you. Yeah. Uh, and and I didn't get it. I, I got that you're the lead in the film, but I didn't realize that you wrote this film, which makes it even cooler, you guys. Oh, yeah. The laundress, you guys, it's not, it's not, when's it going to come out, you know? So we, um, it just got submitted. And I know this is, again, I'm sure everyone in the audience is like, oh, Sundance. But um, it, it did get submitted to Sundance as a work in progress. We are uh, 98% through post. And we are, we are kind of uh, working in tandem through post-production with Mercury Pictures, which was uh, Francis O'Toole's, is Francis O'Toole's company. And his editor is the one guiding, you know, steering through the post. It's amazing um it's a heavy heavy film it's a redemption story there's a tremendous if you guys if you guys want to see me smash somebody i'll smash somebody but i want you to tell me a little bit about it like, i'm sorry tell me as much about it as you can hey, tell a little bit about the plot i want to i'm interested i'm curious now what is what's the so, laundry who's the laundry so I'm the laundress. Um, it's a Southern Gothic, so very Tennessee Williams style, lot, heavy dialogue, ha hard to handle dialogue, heavy accents, all that kind of stuff. It's filmed in Charleston. We filmed it at this LaRocco ranch, but it's set in Charleston, I should say. Uh, and it's a, it's a story about a woman who loses one of her twins. Uh, she's left home at a very young age. We don't know why. She goes out to Seattle, marries this dude. You don't really see a lot of this backstory, but she loses a twin in a terrible boating accident, goes back home with the surviving twin, who's 17-year-old Vivi, and they end up in the family home, which now no longer belongs to her because she's ended up divorced, broke, single. She goes back to this beautiful kind of antebellum home, and the aunt and uncle... Eric and Eliza Roberts played this role. They have now taken it in a fire sale and basically shut the doors to her unless she in exchange does their dirty laundry, their wash for rent to stay in one of the garages that used to be one of the barns. And you see this woman trying to kind of struggle to get back up on her feet. She's an alcoholic. She's got this really emo goth child that's super disrespectful. She's going through all of these different men trying to find somebody um, to kind of relate to. And the crux of the story becomes about an unrequited love with this black man, this wonderful man named Romeo, who has stayed on the home on the grounds and caretaken for the house and is still waiting for her to come home. And uh, they hide a very intense secret, which is kind of a, I won't ruin the plot, but it's an intense no, secret. No, I, 
not enough. I, we don't want to tell the secret. I want yeah. to see it, and I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll watch it also. So you guys, oh, I have no, no, no. You know what? We have so many people that come on and want us to watch their movies. Who has time? I don't have that kind of months to watch. You know, we have I watch stuff from everybody who comes on I before they come on. Anyway, but that, we can't yeah, see yeah. it. But I watched your clip that you sent. No, this, First of all, you guys, it's heavy-duty drama. I mean, and, and Temper is amazing. It. I mean, it's so dramatic. It's like like super intense. No, it has substance. <laughs> it definitely has substance. Absolutely. I, I only watch substance. And I think it's though. funny that you said, uh, you know, that you don't consider yourself, you know, because he's an actor and he has – he has been in a lot of horror movies recently, but he's also got a lot of movies coming up that he's not in horror. He doesn't even like the horror movies. I'm in the business 64 years. I'm a stage actor. I've been on the stage forever. They oh. wouldn't hire me years ago in film. You know why? I was too ethnic looking. Now I look white, but back years black, I could have been a Puerto Rican, Cuban, or a black person. Right. I am dark skinned and my hair was jet black. With my everything black, I was just not photographable. So... Today, at 83, they all want me because when they need an old bag, oh, they say hustle. Because, you know, for two reasons. One, they get money for the film if they put me in it because I'm old. <laughs> and no, it's true because that's, you have to put an old bag. It's part, a part of diversity. You know, you need an old bag in a film. And don't forget this shocking head of hair you have. Yes, he does have a shocking oh, yeah. head of hair. So anyway, the hair is everything now. <laughs> It's uh, now that I look white because I've lightened up as I've aged and my white hair and the only thing is left of me is the black eyebrows. Well, I, I pass for white now, but I didn't pass for white when I was young. Uh, they thought I was Puerto Rican or Greek. And they, and they just didn't want us in those days. They wanted Troy Donahue and Tab Hunter. If you weren't a blonde, blue-eyed Americana boy, yeah. screw you. They right. didn't want we. I, I could have played only garbage roles, uh, terrible people. Because right. of my darkness, it's really sad. So, you guys, we'll let you know when the laundress comes out, when it's actually available after it makes its Sundance debut, and um, let's put it out there. <laughs> well, and everybody, um, you know, for all of your horror fans, because I have like I have six movies right now coming out. So, Spider Baby just was released, and those are all on SoCal Cinema on Dustin Ferguson's uh, streaming channel. You can also find a lot of these on Roku and on Amazon, but Dark House of Mystery is a film noir that is a beautiful, um, beautifully photographed by Eric Anthony Russo, who's a super talented cinematographer. Yeah, we know I him. Have, you I, know him? So I, I was looking oh, at, because yeah. you've worked with a lot of different people that we've had on the show, um, like in Spider Baby, we've had Brink Stevens, Tracy Burr, Vita Gaffari. Um, we have everybody. Uh, yes. And I, and I know Robert Allen Mewes, Noel Jason Scott, and Eric Anthony Russo. And yeah. then it, Let me just interrupt you. We are on the air. How many years? 16. 16 years. Wow. We, wait a minute. We do four stars a week. No, two. Two stars a week. <laughs> times four. Times 14. We've done over 4,000 interviews. We've done a lot. Amazing. Wait a minute. But before that, I had a television show called Set the Record Straight, where I had on Lauren Bacall, Jane Russell, Terry Moore, Arlene Dahl, God, the list is, Tab Hunter. The list just goes on and on and on. So in interviews, we have interviewed probably the entire movie industry. We so have everybody. There aren't many people you're going to name that we don't know or we've worked with. 
That's well, a dark you know me. Now you know me and I'm here. So that's oh, exciting. I know Richard During and Lisa London has been on the show. We actually see her at a lot of premieres. And yes. then the film Film Fiend, and, and we literally have had well, Ron's friends with Sally Kirkland, but we're friendly. We, amazing. Oh my gosh. Melissa so, Rose, Vita Gaffari, Donna Lee Heising. Ron plays her, her husband in a movie. Lisa oh. London, Deborah Dutch was just at a premiere that we did because she's in a new movie that I'm producing. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, Wonderful. Uh, we've worked with a lot of the same people. And, yeah. And I think that. I just want to say something, another interruption. For those of you out there who have Sally Kirkland on Facebook as your friend, please send her lots of love. Just say we love you, Sally, yes. and send her heart. Send her hearts. She needs to be loved right now. Sally needs a lot of love. Right oh, now. for sure. She's a she's an absolute gem. You know, uh, Lisa London and I just finished Dark House of Mystery, so she's she's a peach. I love her. Um, yeah, so we have, so I have another. I've got those two movies just came out. Then Stokes River Haunting, which was backed by. After Our Cinema and Fear Flicks, that's coming out in the spring. Laundress comes out in the spring. Uh, I'm in another movie that, um, well, Gates of Hell, You, I just have a little cameo in that, but people compared me to Jessica Lange, so I kind of like that. <laughs> so, there you go. Actually, we, we like, I said, I said, that's a good thing. There you oh. go. We like Tracy Burr a lot. She's up and oh. coming. She's very pretty. She's super nice. And we actually met her at a premiere one time. Like we met you at the thing and said, right. hey, let's come on the show. But yes. Lisa, the point She's I was so going to make that I got lost talking about my stupid self was I now belong to the Helen Mirren film group, which I invented. It's, <laughs> which I invented. it's people that became famous at 70. <gasps> Helen Mirren's been around forever. Yeah. A new actress. People think she was born yesterday and became an actress. Helen Mirren is old. Yeah. She's way up there. And her success didn't come until she was old. Really? Yes. So do, you think, do you think so, there's some hope for me, Ron? That's where I'm going. If you keep going and doing what you're doing, by the time you're Helen's age, you could be as successful as she is. Because uh, everything you do, even your mistakes, are good because you learn. I don't ever, like if I drop a line, I don't care. They'll say, Oh, you dropped the line. I'll say, That's your line I dropped, not my line. <laughs> my line is better. So I do. I give them my line. And most of the time, I play always a Brooklyn gangster because of my accent. And I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. So I tell the story yeah. all the time. I was in a movie playing a very tough killer hood. And the line was, let's make believe the line was, I'm going to get you hecked up, gosh, done. And I said to the director, this line's for the birds. Nobody in Brooklyn would talk that way. If they did, they'd get beat up. <laughs> he said, well, what would you like? And I said, well, how about we do it this way? I ain't going to do it no more. What are you talking about? And he said, I love it. Let's use it. So sometimes we actors have to tell the, the writers, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Now, you said you have a lot of heavy Southern accent in the laundress, okay? But she wrote it, so she's definitely right. okay now, with how that. I, that. Now, I'm going there for a question. I, I go to the back door, you know me, I'm sneaky. How frustrated were you when people couldn't get that accent right? It's very it's very challenging. Um, my character is the one probably with the biggest accent, Eric, I guess, was born in, and I don't want to get this wrong, but I think he was born in Georgia. 
And one of the things that that Eliza, I believe Eliza told me was that he patterned, his role is named husband. He doesn't have a name. Everyone calls him husband. And he worked with someone for a while to work on all of the lines and so forth. But his accent was so spot on. It was so um, authentic because it's organically in his DNA. I mean, he's got, he said, I'm playing my grandfather. This is someone that, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um, you know, it was, it was fine for that. My daughter, because she's rebelling against the South, she did not have an accent, but I will just go back. Something you said about dropping lines. Um, I don't know what it is with people right now in this, in the town. I don't know if the coaches are saying this, but I am just happy, honestly, when people come to set and know their lines. All right. Like as a writer, it's so frustrating because this is the first of three scripts I have. I have two other movies that are in pre-production right now, Kapua Road and The Sirens. And when I am having people do table reads or they come in and they're working through things, totally fine. But when people show up on set and don't know their lines and are having to be fed one line at a time, I kind of freak out. I just, I'm not used to that yet. And I guess that's something that's more and more accepted in film, but. Um, I, I, I meant not dropping a line because you didn't know it. I meant dropping it because it was a bad line. When, uh, I, when I did the big friggin' rat, one of the gangsters, he, he was terrible as a New York, terrific guy, good actor, but his New York accent was so bad. And mm -hmm. I the director, I said, we, I, we can't work this way because he sounds like he's from Chicago or someplace. Oh, no. <laughs> the New York mafia killer guy. So I sat with him and I told him, gimme, not give me, it's gimme. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Talking, not talking. Oh, yeah. And he sat there and it was like a comedy act. Because, but it worked. No, it didn't. Because when I said to him something like, um, give me it, I'm going to shoot you. I said, do that. And he said, give me, I'll shoot you. <laughs> it still didn't happen. So I just said, you know, okay. And the scene looks bad because he, saw, he sounds Connecticut and I'm so Brooklyn. And the director said, Ron, I love it, but. You know, give me more. So hang on, because we've only got a. We no, have, I know that. But I'm just saying about accents are so no, important. I get so yeah. So yeah, I think that first of all, congratulations though that you're actually writing your own stuff, putting your own stuff together, getting it made. You know, with that just just doing that is a huge accomplishment. Um, so first of all, too, you guys can follow Jennifer on her Instagram. It's Jennifer L Moriarty, and make sure it's Moriarty because sometimes people forget the R before the T Y. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Jennifer Moriarty, Jennifer L. Moriarty on Isn't Instagram. Isn't it pronounced Moriarty? Moriarty? It's Moriarty. That's right. That's right. It's, you know what? I, nothing could, I, I actually just saw a movie come out that I'm in that has my name spelled wrong on the cast list. I'm like, oh gosh, that's kind of a bummer. But you know what? It's a very common mistake. So no well, worries. If you remember Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I do. His arch enemy was Moriarty. Um, do you want to know something even crazier, Ron? Is that his his arch enemy is uh, James Timothy Moriarty the third, right? Which is, or just I guess James Timothy Moriarty, and that's my husband's name. So when I married into this family, every <laughs> single place that I went, 
And they would say, what's your husband's name? And I'd say, oh, my God. And then like, do you read Sherlock Holmes? Oh, my gosh, this is my favorite one. And I'd be like, you know, I got to I got to go. So could we just. Like, go <laughs> All right. So here's the next thing, because we only have like five minutes. Uh, OK. Um I want to know, and this is something we ask all the actors uh, who come on the show. Uh, basically, it's like kind of like my question. Um, so, bucket list: male and female actor that you would—I don't know what that is flying. A male and female actor you would like to work with it could be living or dead. Um, and if you could have ever been in any movie ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Okay, so it's Out of Africa. Number one would have been the movie I would have wanted to make. Okay. Um, and I would say that if I could work with somebody, and I'll choose a living person, but right now I'd like to do, um, I'd like to work with Kate Blanchett. That would oh, probably be my, sure, my bucket list. And then I think as far as um, male actors, you know, I'm a, oh gosh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, probably Denzel right now, just because we're similar age. And I think that, I watched him in Macbeth with Francis and I was so, I mean, listen, being able to pull that role off and be so compelling to people who don't listen to a lot of Shakespeare, understand classical theater, maybe, you know, to have that go mainstream and what he did. I just, I just think he's quite brilliant. I always have, but um, there's, there's so much talent. I, and it doesn't have to be somebody like that. It could be somebody even that, is in the next casting room, but I just, I think it's, it's about mindset. It's about really what, what I get back to is making beautiful movies that people remember and are moved by and feel represented by. And um, I didn't tell you, I just want to throw one last thing in because you guys were talking about um, Ukraine and all of this. I have a script that I just got protected. And is it okay if I talk about this for a second? Uh, my manager's sitting here. Um, it's called the my manager. My husband right now is acting as my manager. Um, it's called the Sirens, and it's basically a twist on Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey. And I basically retold the story of the Sirens. You know, Odysseus when he goes and discovers the Sirens in the cage. But it's set in post-apocalyptic Ukraine. So ten years after the war in Ukraine, this oh, cult of women. This cult of women are survivors and become cannibals to survive uh, by being sirens in this riverbed. And it's an insane thriller. And um, it's quite cinematic and very beautiful. And I am I'm just looking for uh, I'm looking for some investors right now. But that's that's a movie. I'm going to shoot a proof of concept over Thanksgiving and um and then I have two more movies coming out that I just got booked in an action movie for next year. And also in a retelling of a 1963 movie that you guys are going to remember. I can't tell you what it is yet, but um, somebody is remaking. It's 50 years old. Yeah. So that's coming. So that's fantastic. You want to get financing for your script, Siren? Oh, I'm looking right now. That's a huge, that's a huge mission for me. You'll have money in a minute. It does have a leading role for a man, uh, a couple of men, a couple of Russian soldiers and one man who is the lead in the movie. But it's it's a compelling story. Great, great vehicle for it's an ensemble cast. I don't I don't uh, I'm not spotlighting that, but it's it's a beautifully I think I think it's a beautifully written movie. Very different than Laundress. 
very different than Kapua Road. Kapua Road is more of a supernatural thriller. Yeah, because that way you've you know you don't get pigeonholed. Unfortunately, that's what the problem yeah. with a lot of the people yeah. in horror can't get out of horror because you know that's all they do. And the fact that you're doing all different genres, he's doing the same thing, all different genres. That's what needs. And I, I do that as a producer. I produce yeah, I, horror I, I, in all different genres. I, I was called an elitist on by some jerk on Facebook. Because I said that I didn't want you know, one minute. So I, I only wanted to be in SAG movies. I don't want to be in non-SAG. And they call me elitist. <laughs> I I just want to. I don't care if somebody has no money, but they have a beautiful script that makes a difference to us. I care less. That though the, the movies coming out would be so much better if people were more interested in the script than who's in them. That would. Be I agree. I agree. One last thing. Can I? Can I ask you guys, since we only have a few seconds left, first of all, I want to say thank you and to your fans, thank you. And follow me. I really appreciate the love and support. And also, if you all have a great agent that you all think would be interested in me, send them to my Instagram or have them call me. And again, I, I really appreciate that um, you guys took the time to talk with me and get to know a little bit more about me. I liked you instantly. The minute I met you, I had good vibes. I knew you oh. were good. No, if I don't like someone, I can't interview them well because it's like anything. If you don't like someone, you don't have conversation. And I like and this you is a conversation show. Yeah, we're a conversation show, and I, I liked you immediately. I thought you were very you impressed. And I'm going to put you on my you list. You impressed me because you look like a movie star. Because I you look uh, like an actress. You behave like an actress. I don't like common low life trash that humiliates us actors by acting terrible. We, we, we all the public. I, I will put you. I have a list of people once they come on the show because that way I can contact them. Uh, people always looking to me for for like you were glamorous. For people who That's can come on for people who glamorous. can come in movies, you know, because like everybody comes to me wanting to know who's a good actress or an actor that I know that I could introduce them to, you know, for stuff. So I'll put you on our list, and I think it's terrific your work, and congratulations on everything. And it's and great the laundress, to have you on the, the show. laundress really sounds like a very very good. Absolutely. Well, you guys better come to that premiere when we have it, all right? Because that's going to mean a lot to me. Absolutely. We will definitely come. All right. So, everybody, Jennifer Moriarty, follow her on Instagram. Thank you so much. Lovely, guys. Thank you. Hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick We're going to take a real quick music break. We're going to play What the World Needs Now is Love by Irene Michaels. And we'll come back. We'll be with Helen Ariel Ruiz. Take it away, Juan.
Hey, you can hear me? Yes, we can hear you yeah, fine. You're a little bit dark. Do you have a uh -oh. light? Uh-oh. Let me go see. <laughs> the, world needs, the world does need love. There we go. That's better. That's better. That's better. No, it's oh, better. no, it got worse when you sat no, down. Let's see. Don't you have a there, right, there, right there. That's good. That's good. Stay right there. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. How's How now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, one of my favorite people that I've never actually met, but we talk on the phone and do Zooms and text all the time. Uh, writer, director, producer, Hilton Ariel Ruiz. Hello and welcome to the show. Yay! What's up, guys? Thank you for having me on the show. Um, so you've never met Ron, so this is my oh, what's up, Ron? about town co-star Ron Russell. Yeah, 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 sure. And, and, and this is Astro. And this is Astro. Uh -oh. We have a chat room uh, with people in the chat room. Say, say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, what's up, guys? There you go. So tell everybody, where are you? Where are you? Oh, you have a Christmas tree up already. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you? Wait, 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 wait. Hold it. How come you put your Christmas tree up? Did oh, they tell you you're going to die soon or something? No, no. That's... Decorations from the wife. She just you can't wait for Christmas, huh? Can't wait for Christmas. And, and you want you want to see you want to see something else? Yeah. What do we got? More Christmas. Hey, listen. I, if I even showed you the house, you you would go crazy. But that's um... we have two Christmas trees also. Yeah. But I I put ours up Thanksgiving. Oh my God. People. Usually we, you know, my daughters are here for Thanksgiving dinner, and after dinner I con them into helping me decorate the tree. I like love it. Yes. All right. So you guys, Hilton is, is coming on. Hilton is a genius. All right, you guys. So okay, how is he? So he has. First of all, he so so he came up with the concept and he created a comic book. You guys called Zombie with a Shotgun. Oh, of which that's who he turned, you are. Then he turned it into a uh, like a web series, right? Like a little TV. Yes. Yes. And then he turned it into a, a short, and right. then he turned it into a feature film, you right. guys, that is distributed all over the world. And right. now uh, he did that with no money, and now he's coming back and he's doing a, an actual film with like big name horror movie actors, and it's called Zombie with a Shotgun 2 Reloaded, which has launched an Indiegogo campaign a week ago. And and I want you to tell it, and it's the coolest thing ever. Plus, it's got a bunch of comic books, and it's everything that anybody who loves this yeah, kind of stuff loves. I can't help it; I love it. I get all excited. <laughs> this and is a really cool. And he's not even Italian. Um, and he moves his hands like an Italian. I move my hands in town. Well, you know, I'm 
I'm from right now. I'm Long Island. You know, Long Island got a lot of Italians and uh, New Where York. Where Long Island? I'm from Long Island. I'm in Huntington right now. I I grew up I, in Lower, I, I actually grew I up in Lower East Side Manhattan, and uh, I, I just moved out here. Off what is it? A fifty-two on the Long Island Expressway. Ah, look at that! Yes, you got it. It's, it's, it's a fifty-one and fifty. It's fifty-one yeah. and fifty-two. I used to live in Setauket, which was exit sixty-two. On the Long Island Express. You got to go north all the way to the yep. All the way north. Uh, yeah. We're moving back to Long Island. We're moving to West Hampton. No, uh, East Southampton. Wow. Yeah. We're moving to Southampton. Yeah, I miss Long Island. Yeah, we'll be, oh, that, that's, uh, that's about 40, 45 minutes away from me. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all, we're, we're all the way out. We're on the Sunrise Highway. All the way out, right underneath um, West Hampton. Yeah, I know exactly. That's um, okay. That'd be by the airport, right? You got West Hampton. No, no airport. No airport. Okay, so you're a little bit further out. Okay, because West Hampton is on the the airport, and then if you keep on going down, yeah, you're going to be a little bit further. We're um, uh, uh, closer. Which way is it? I forgot. Now. Anyway, it doesn't matter because I want to talk about the movie. <laughs> funny. So first of all, I want to tell everybody. So tell everybody, what is the concept with the zombie with the shotgun? And how come the zombie's not like, how come the zombie has his marbles? <laughs> so when I first started, when, so let's go back, 2012 is when I uh, created the whole concept of zombie with a shotgun, which was really interesting because even back then, creating the whole web series and everything like that, I never think that it would get as big as it is now. So I wanted to do my own sort of interpretation of the zombie genre, which was a half man, half zombie. I've never really seen it on the cinema or anywhere anybody take it uh, to that level. And it was just I, I wanted to tell my own story about this guy who's sick and cannot figure out why he has all the characteristics of a human, but yet, you know, out facial and everything was all zombified. And he was in a he was on the run and also he was, I wanted to tell a love story, a different type of love story with whole zombie with a shotgun. With a shotgun. Yeah. And, and basically that's how it all started. It started as this story about this, this guy who's sick, who has a zombie virus and it becomes the point that he is the most wanted guy out there. You know, the pharmaceutical companies want is going after him. Then you have all these sort of like bounty hunters after him and he's trying to figure out what is going on. So in part one, on the feature, there's this whole thing that happens where there's the witch who's after him, the pharmaceuticals are after him, the bounty hunters are after him. So when we finish part one, it's leaves to a cliffhanger of what is going on with this guy who's half man and half zombie. And we find out, of course, he has this sort of genetic uh, code on his on his body that's able to not be full of zombies. You know, a lot of people have stolen that idea from you because you know there's that new zombie show. I forgot what it's called. Everybody loved it so much with the the, the Spanish guy with the little girl, and the little girl has to get to safety. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of things like it, sort of, and and I just like, you know, I just kept on going with the whole thing, and and that's why where part two. You're right. I started seeing it coming out a little bit more, so I was like, hey, how can I now? take this story that I have in part one and not keep it in the same sort of like grounds. It's like, I felt it would be sort of like generic if we left it from exactly where we left off in part one. Does, does your zombie eat people? No. Just kills them. When he has to. Yes. 
it, it's sort of like I said, he has all the characteristics of a human but, being. But, but, his you know, your zombie's not like the Night of the Living Dead. No, zombie. totally different. No, it's a totally different, and and that's where we were promoting from the very first one that this was not a typical zombie film, and this where we, again, going back to the second one, I wanted to sort of like evolve it much more. So where I said, Hey, you know what, let's introduce vampires and the vampires and the zombies are sort of the same sort of, you know, they're both dead. And, you know, one is of course has intelligence and zombies are not supposed to have intelligence. But yours does. Yes. So where in part two, the zombie, the vampire clan is very confused of saying, how come this zombies has intelligence like us? And that's why they want him. They want to know. And in and part one also, what I left out was in part one, the witch steals his heart. In part two, he's looking for it. And everybody wants their heart. And of course, the vampire. So here's what I want to do. So people get an idea. So um, we're going to play just the trailer for Zombie with the Shotgun 1, uh, the very first film. Let's do it. We're going to play the trailer. You introduce it, and then Juan's going to play it. So Ron, play the trailer one, not the Indiegogo campaign one. Zombie with the shotgun trailer. You introduce it, and we're going to play it. Why don't you want to show the campaign? We're going to do that one, too. You want me to introduce it? Yeah, you introduce it. It's your baby. All right, guys. This is Zombie with a Shotgun Part 1, and this is the trailer. This came out in 2019. Take them to the lab and get them tested and processed immediately. And now with this dream becoming a reality, I will give you anything you want for your great contribution. What is so special about them? Not sure. Listen, we're both going to die. So let's make it easy. government doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Tell me, tell me. He likes to answer for me like I'm brain dead. <laughs> who, did the ma- who did the makeup on the zombie? Fantastic. That is yeah. the ugliest fucking zombie I've ever seen. Any <laughs> uglier than that one? So there, there were a lot of makeup who artists. Who did the makeup? Who did the He's makeup? He's telling you. Yeah. So there were a lot of makeup artists that were in that in part one, but the main finale, the one that of course he he when he roars is done by uh, Ben Bornstein, uh, which it is an uh, amazing uh, makeup artist. Um, I would love to bring him back on board on- Well, please put him in the second one. Part two. That, when, when the scene opened up with that ugly thing, it, <laughs> it really is the most disgusting zombie I've ever seen. 
Well, that's good. I, I mean, that's, that's a compliment. That's, that's in the zombie world, that is a compliment. You got to you gotta say well, yeah, No, no, no. I mean, it is a compliment. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I mean, he was frightening looking and skeevy with the I orange know, no. and the ugh. We were, we were so lucky with Ben coming on board. I mean, that was just uh, an amazing great, job. Great work. Good. As an artist, great work. So, yeah. you guys, Zombie with the Shotgun 2 Reloaded. We launched an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, I say we because I'm one of the producers on the film. Yep. And, uh, uh, and, it, and we have all kinds of very cool perks. You know, uh, we're not, it's not like other people's Indiegogo campaigns. There's no acting perks. You know, you all, everybody in the film is a professional actor, but there are great perks. With comic books, you can be an extra, but you don't get to speak. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch. Tell what are some of the cool perks that you've got going on? Yeah, uh, you got DVDs. You have a uh, director's chair. You have an action figure. Um, you the action figure one is awesome. Posters, signed scripts. Uh, I'd said the VHS, right? Um, oh yeah, VHS. A VHS tape of the first one or the yeah. second. Is the action figure the ugly sure. thing? Yeah. Oh, that I want one of those. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, it, um, he's um. The guy who's creating that action figure, um, he I think next week he's going to be previewing. Um, so he's going to copy it exactly, right? I'm it's, sorry, say it again. The figure will look exactly. Yes, like, like the the that is one scary, scary. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's cool. I think it's a definitely cool. That's going to scare the shit. And you guys, this campaign is so cool because the artwork and everything, because it's based on a comic book. Um, the artwork is phenomenal. How many zombie with a shotgun comic books are there? Three so far, right? There are five. Well, five. five. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, there's five. Um, yes, there are five of them right now. You no, know, Jimmy and I are in two comic books. I uh, yes, I did hear about that. Uh, yes, we are awesome. I like love it. I love the whole comic book culture. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So you guys can go to Indiegogo.com and plug in "Zombie with a Shotgun 2 Reloaded." But what we're gonna do is play the uh, Indiegogo campaign video that Hilton did. Uh, for everybody, and I want everybody to know we really would oh, love. Wait, wait, we didn't critique the movie. Let me tell you something. Tell I me. like the photography. It was clear and clean. I don't like dirty, sloppy photography. Uh, very clear and clean. It moved. It looks like it could be a good movie. The first one is a good movie, you guys. Where do they, where do they see the first one if they want to see it? Where do if they go? They want to go see the film. Uh, Tubi's the best place because it's it's there for free. Uh, Amazon also, but I'm not sure. I think you might have to be a member of Amazon. I'm not 100% sure, but I think Amazon has a sort of like a, uh, a sister branch to the Amazon thing called Freebie, which is also, it's free there. But Tubi is probably the best place where you can watch. Yeah, a lot of Tubi. We watch a yeah. lot of Tubi. Oh, Part one there. And yeah, it was it was an awesome the the when we wanted to uh, the first times coming on with the DP and everything. We wanted to have a Noor style look of the film and uh italian dp giuseppe uh, uh did such an amazing job on that look and everything we 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 just uh he just nailed it on that and that was a uh, um and it, that's why it has that that look i like love it now, how so. old are you you look young i am 46 years old i actually do look is it our television today everybody's <laughs> old and they look young no i, I listen everybody this is just you look 28 years old. He's everybody, to- let me tell you something. I, 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 everybody that sees me is just not, I mean, literally every single day I get it. People tell me no way. Cause I have, I have grownups. I have a, listen, I have a daughter that's becoming a doctor. She's about to graduate. I have my, my son is going to get his master's and, and people just see me with my kids and they'd be like, no way. I was like, no, that, 
Those are my oh kids. my god! When, when you say kids, I was thinking like three, four, and five. <laughs> I am not like graduating college and getting jobs. Yeah, I got right. well. I have the and, and is you know, and I have I have two more in high school, but in three years, the last one is done. But no, it's it's look. Uh, um, it's good. To I'm look. lucky that I I look the way I look, but uh, I yeah. have a 50, 54 year old daughter, and when my daughter and I are out, they think we're husband and wife. Wow. And I'm 83. So that's saying something. No, let me tell you, I go out with my daughter. They they look at us and they were like, wait a minute. That, yeah. I'm like, no, dude, that, that's my daughter. Now stop. Even my, <laughs> <laughs> even my son, we go out when we go to the gym, they always ask, oh, that's your brother. I'm like, no, it's not my brother. Now, where do you live? You live in Huntington? Or I live in Huntington right now. I grew up on I'm Lower East Side, Manhattan, all Huntington, my life. Huntington. Huh? Are you in Station or Huntington? Huntington. So I know where you are. I know exactly where you yeah. are. There's yeah. There's a wonderful restaurant I used to go to there, the Castle. Is the Castle still there? Oh, my God. You know, I... It's a, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a real castle. I think I know what you're talking about. If that's the I key, yes. Was on, on, what was it, 110 or something? No, on that main road that goes from north to south. Yes, uh, 110. It's 110. You have 110. 231 is Deer Park and 110 is the and Whitman the Road. And the castle is on it. It's a real castle. I, 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 I'm I, pretty sure I know what you're talking about. I see it. Can I, I drive by? There are so many restaurants. You you know. It's I, Huntington. Well, I lived in Huntington briefly about oh. 40 years ago when Huntington was a forest. It was woods. It was country. So hang on, we're gonna play the zombie with a shotgun, Indiegogo. But before we play it, we're gonna tell everybody some of the people that are already in the film. You guys, um, some of the people that are gonna be in Zombies with the Shotgun too. Vincent Ward, you guys, you know him from The Walking Dead. Obviously, he was yes. also in Traffic and Ocean's Eleven. We have Lynn Lowry from The Crazies, the original Crazies, um, and Shivers. Um, all these people are iconic. Bill Oberst Jr., who's been on our show many, many times. He's got a bunch of Emmys. Uh, he's from Three from Hell, uh, Scream Queens, and Criminal Minds, where he got his Emmy. Uh, Monique Dupree, who was just on our show like two weeks ago. Um, wait, wait, wait. I got to talk about Monique. Monique is 150 years old. She's got about 1,000 children <laughs> with a body that doesn't quit. She's probably one of the most beautiful black women I know. I love Monique. So, fellas... Go watch the movie because you know what her bra size is? A 36H. Yeah, she told us that on the air. So when you see this movie, you'll have a little added bonus by getting turned. She's the sexiest woman in the world. Don't see the movie. Donate to the Indiegogo community. I, I love Monique. She's a sweetie pie. All right, so Hilton, uh, so Juan, he's going to introduce the Indiegogo campaign and play the video for us. Please introduce it for us, Hilton. Yes. So this, hey guys, I want you guys to check out the the video that we're going to be showing. This is the pitch to the campaign for Zombie Shotgun Part Two, and here is the video. Roll it. So I'm Hilton Aida Ruiz, and we are making a sequel to Zombie with a Shotgun. And many of you guys have been asking this for the last couple of years. 
So I have to tell you that I have to thank all you guys because you guys are so amazing. From the beginning of 2012, since Zymo Shotgun started, you guys supported it from the web series to the comic series to the feature, and you guys are still supporting me. And I need your support once again for the sequel. Now this time around, we are gonna be shooting in West Virginia in a cabin in the woods, but we have an amazing cast on board. We have vampires, we have witches, we have zombies, we have bounty hunters. And of course, we have shotguns. And we have wonderful perks. You know, we have a VHS, we have DVDs, we have an action figure, we have t-shirts, hats, you wanna be a zombie, we have producing credits, we have thank you credits, we have so many wonderful stuff and every week we're going to put add more and more. Now, I have to tell you though, the only way this is going to happen if you guys come on board and help us. Please go to the campaign, choose a perk. So there it goes, guys. There's so many perks for you guys to choose from. And again, I have to thank you guys one more time. This film only could be made because of you guys. And just like the first one, it was done because you guys supported the project from the beginning to the end. And again, with your help, we were able to do the sequel. Thank you. And I'll be updating you guys as the weeks go by. campaign says where to go you got to go to indiegogo.com slash zombie with a shotgun too or something like that you guys see all the pictures we put out on social media you have the qrc code all you have to do is is hook yes. onto the qrc code it'll take you right to it yes uh slash wa2 reloaded okay there you go okay yeah. i like love it you guys the comic books are fantastic the artwork uh, is phenomenal and and Camden Toy. I don't know if we mentioned Camden Toy is also going to be in it. Yes, um, Camden Toy is from like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and what else is Camden Toy? He's from so many things. We've been on. He's been on our show, but it was a long time ago that we and, had him on the show. Also, if you want to watch my Academy Award performance win, watch this movie. He doesn't even know a minute. <laughs> you don't even. Yes, know I do know. I do know. Yes. I, Am I playing a vampire? I wish we, I was. We don't no, I, I Jimmy and I had spoken about it last week. I want to play uh, a vampire before there, I die. there are there are a couple of uh, roles. Um I guess you know we could definitely talk about that when we um I want to play a vampire before I die. Before you die. <laughs> I have I'm, I'm in all these horror movies, I'm always a cop. Can I, or or a mafia. You know what? Go see my uh, Halloween pictures of me as a vampire on Facebook. I, I, anyway, you guys, Ron, we don't know what Ron's going to be, but I'm Ron's going to be, be in the film. Right, that's what I'm going to say. Ron is definitely on the film. Over the next year, you're going to be hearing us talk about this a lot because we're going to get it funded. Then we're going to go shoot it in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So those are going to have a really good I'm time, and you'll get to see Ron Wait, along with all these I'm, other stars. I'm going to do a big narcissistic bullshit thing now. Go for it. So all of my millions of fans who love and adore me give to this movie because it sounds like it's going to be a good movie. And we need some good film because those of you who read Facebook know that I hate what's out there now. It's all shit. They get crappy scripts and terrible people working in film. This man sounds like an artist. I think he just listening to him, you get the vibes I get that he cares about this movie. 
he he sees art in this movie. It's just not women's tits being blown off and blood and guts like most of these crappy films are. Just by that monster, that zombie alone tells me this is a uh, sophisticated, uh, elegant, high-class horror movie. Absolutely. It's not a piece of shit. And you guys, we have two other we have other celebrities that are going to be attached. Some of them we're not allowed to say anything about yet right. until we raise the money, but you're going to be super impressed. All the people we've already got attached, you know, everybody knows them from horror, and we've got two other ones that are even bigger. Uh, so once the money comes in, we'll be able to tell you who they are. Uh, plus, Ron's going to be, and we're going to be adding some other cast members. And I think that the cheapest perk is like 10 bucks. You guys can just to help make the movie happen, you can give us 10 bucks. Or if you want to get a poster or something for your room, there's lots of cool perks. And everybody should get the comic books. You know, so get the perks yeah. for the comic books well, so you can well, read the well, comic what's books. What's the minimum uh, donation? I think it's $10, right? $10, yeah. It's $10 minimum. Hilton stuff. $10. Get in your car, go to Starbucks, and order a croissant and a coffee. That's like 10 bucks. And it's like 10 bucks. And here you could give a film that's going to make so many people happy, so many poor people who don't have what you have, all they have is film. What do you get poor people? Poor people. You know, many poor, listen, the, the, the demographics are the biggest audiences of television are poor people because they can't afford the $100,000 to go to the movies and get popcorn. Well, I can't afford the $100,000 to go all to right? the movies and get popcorn so, no, Wait a minute. Listen, you got, listen, listen and learn. Television is the number one thing that old people who can't get out, disabled people. So this is this is a very important film to have. You're 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 giving to, to people. You're giving somebody maybe a grandmother or an old aunt or something something to watch that's decent. Yeah. That's my feelings. Anyway. You definitely want to like support the campaign, you guys. You also want to find follow Hilton on uh, Instagram. He's Hilton Ariel Ruiz. Um, he's, it's Zombie with a Shotgun on Instagram. He's also on Twitter. Uh, it's Zombie W a Shotgun, I think, right? Yeah, it's uh, Zombie W a Shotgun. A Shotgun, and um, and he and you're still Hilton Ariel Ruiz. So on, what is it? The zombie? Right? The zombie runs around with a shotgun, shooting people. Well, look, um, somewhat, I, you know, and I appreciate Ron what you're saying. Definitely, I, I um, it's definitely a different type of film. It's not what you know. The title definitely could be, you know, the title is awesome. It's cool. It could be quirky. What, what, what's the moral? That's, what that's what a lot of people feel about the title, and I think that's what's cool about the title. But it is not the typical zombie film that people is going to think about. In words, in the the zombie has a shotgun because everybody wants to know why the zombie is like, why has he got intelligence? Well, they that, want to capture yeah. him. He has to have I, a shotgun I, I, to I defend was, himself. I was going to ask Hilton what the motive was, what the zombie's motive was for going out shooting people. Was he just nuts? To protect himself. Protect himself. So he, he eventually, yeah. So it, it, exactly with... Jimmy said, "It's all about protecting himself." And um, is your dialogue good? I, I'm a dialogue freak. Yes, no, absolutely. And, and the, the, the film, the film, you know, not to give too much spoilers or anything like that. No, but the, film, the film has it has a story. It's it's more of a story based film than just a shoot 'em up film. Okay. Yes, the fans will get you know the fans will get their shoot 'em up scenes and stuff like that. But there, it's, yeah, but it's, it's a more story. Of a, it's a story 
Okay, you got it. You got it. People that fall in love. And a vampire uh, falls in love with a zombie. So there, there you go. And uh, and and we, we, we try to we, we have to follow the story of you know these two people that fall in love and uh, and it's like a Romeo Juliet kind of thing. They don't belong to each other. Children, how do we get to see the first one? You could go to uh, you could go to Tubi or you could go to Amazon. Again, I I would just say go to Tubi because I'm not sure how Amazon works with the subscription. Uh, Where can you see it for free? Tubi. Tubi. Well, you, what are you, him? Are you? Nobody said it like your eight times. Hills? Is your name? <laughs> you know we what? fight all the time. <laughs> you know what? Listen to me. He's Stop a, Tubi, you guys. I, I'm, I'm with my fucking enemy here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have to realize that the demographic of our show are a lot of older people. They don't get it the first time. And that's why I repeat it over and over again so they get it. He he doesn't know how to sell his ass if he was a fucking hooker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, you guys, <laughs> you guys, it's on Tubi. The Indiegogo campaign is Zombie with a Shotgun 2 Reloaded. If you just go to Indie, Indiegogo and plug in Zombie and with a Shotgun watch 2, it'll the, come up. Go watch the movie. This way you know what you're investing in. Well, that's it's, the first movie that was... What are you, the fucking? Echo? I know, but I want to make sure people know because that's not what they're investing in. They're investing in the second one what that has filled with cars. Yeah. It's the continuing. Uh, oh. The sequel is the continuing of part one. Of course, we we're going to the sequel is going to start off the way part one ended, um, okay. and that's good. that's let me, awesome. Let me reiterate clearly because fuckface here screwed me up. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> watch watch the first shotgun movie. Then you will see what you are investing in, and you will say, yes, this is a movie I want to invest in. How can you invest in something when you don't know what you're investing in? Only a moron does that. So watch the first movie. When you love it, you'll say, okay, I'm going to invest because this movie is going to be better than the first one. Now, what have you got to say, Mariko? Perfect. That's perfect. Hmm? <laughs> That's absolutely perfect, and the second one is being made with the budget, you guys. So it'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be bigger and better. While as the first one, you know, was really not made with the budget, the second one's going to be made with the budget. That's why you have all these stars coming into the film, and it's going to be phenomenal. And it's based on the comic book, and you can get a perk as, and, and you can. And if you watch the first ten dollars, if you watch the first show, you heard me say that the only time I will be in a non-seg. Film this is sad, as though. if it's a good script, and this is a sag. This is a sag film because anyway. I'm tired of those non-sag shitteroos. Absolutely no, this won't be like that at all. So I have a question because we have six bomb. minutes left. Need. So what are some of your favorite horror movies? Since you're like making, you're building a franchise, you know, right now, uh, you're building your own franchise, which is very difficult to do, and I give you props for that. So what are some of your favorite horror movies? Um, Exorcist is a, one is my favorite, and probably everybody's favorite. I would say, you know, and um, I love uh, Dead Zone is one of my favorites also. Um, Cronenberg. Yeah, um, very good. Christopher Walken. Even though a lot of people don't consider horror, it, it falls in the horror genre and I love it. Uh, a franchise, Halloween is my favorite uh, horror franchise. Um, and then, if you know, you have the other ones that come around. I, I like them all. But my favorite um, horror franchise is definitely Halloween. I like um, I like the Saw franchise actually a lot. Say again? I like the Saw franchise a lot, and the Saw franchise is good. 
Because I'm friends with Pinhead and everybody, I like the, the you Hell Angel one. Christopher Walken, didn't you? Yeah, from Dead Zone. That's because that's his favorite one of his favorite movies. I know Chris, you know. I went to I went to uh, dances with Chris's wife, Georgiana. I that's know awesome. Chris, I got all my birthday cakes from his aunt's bakery on Broadway and thirty first and thirty uh, first Street in Astoria, Queens. Oh wow. Okay. So I know, I know Chris, we used to ride the BMW, they were BMT together at three in the morning. He was working on Broadway in, uh, he playing one of the kids in The King and I, and the train was empty and he and I would sit and talk. So I know Chris for many years. Also, my cousin Bertha was best friends with his brother who owned the bar. Yeah, um, I, he's amazing. A, a dead zone to me is... Uh... Definitely one. No, you need me to contact them for you. I can. That would be awesome. That might be something that we'll, we'll have to think about. Like, uh, I guess when we, Jimmy Wine and the other guys, we, if we have a, a a cast that we need to fill, yeah, that might be an awesome uh, a plug-in. Yeah. You guys, we have a great team too. If you go to the Indiegogo campaign, you can see all the other producers and people who are involved. They're all, you know, top-notch. It's a top-notch cast, uh, top-notch cast and a top-notch crew. Yeah, I call it I, a producing team. I call it the dream team. Those guys, right. those guys, Jimmy and and Brian and Matt and Bill. I mean, they they the guys is just amazing. How everyone has their own like niche and personality. It's just I love it. It's just it's just a great you know conversation when we get on the phone. It's awesome. You be, be married to him. It's another horse, another story. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> be married. So did you watch ten, like, ten years? Were you like a fan of like The Walking Dead? Like, did you watch The Walking Dead? Oh yes, I love The Walking Dead. I, um, those I would say probably one of the best television. First four or five seasons was probably one of the best television out there during that time. Um, I I I watched it and then uh, I mean yeah I loved it. I I just couldn't follow it after a while. Just there was just so much you know after a while you just. I couldn't follow it all, but I just actually it got kind of ridiculous. But I think the first, like, you know, we had tons of people from the first, I think, two or three seasons. I think we had we had a ton of the cast members, Michael Rooker. We had a whole bunch of the people come on from the first couple of seasons, and uh, and it was fabulous. They're like, yeah, oh, that, that show was just that, that was top notch. Um, I, I, I loved it. I think I'm gonna yeah. talk on this show. No, you're not. Just <laughs> I'm lemonade went down the wrong pipe. So you guys, once again, it's called Zombie with a Shotgun 2 Reloaded. It's on Indiegogo. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. You want to follow Hilton in social media for all of his um, uh, for all his updates. I couldn't think of the word. All the updates. They're even going to do a new perk soon where you can watch the film. We can watch the first film. You know, Come on, 10 bucks. Uh, What's 10 live. bucks? Give me a break. You can watch the first one with, with Hilton and Brian, uh, one of the, the uh, producers. Um, I'll tell you what. Let me let me say this. Don't send ten dollars. Send one dollar. You can't. What you can't? Yes, you can. I'm, I'm, I'm making a new law <laughs> because we have five million viewers. So if every viewer sent one dollar, we would have five million dollars for this movie. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I. And again, you know, if if you go out and watch, you know. The first one. You could even also, you could also watch the the web series. Uh, also, it's on um, Amazon. Is actually charging. Don't ask me why they're charging it. But you could go to Plex TV, and Plex TV has it uh, for free. Um, you can watch that. And if again, if you if that's something you like, you enjoy, 
um, definitely come to the campaign, um, the Indiegogo.com slash ZWAS2, reload it. Or you just could even go into Indiegogo and type in the search Zombie Shotgun 2, and it'll come up. And you can see how wonderful perks we have there. And um, this is, uh, look, this is, this is a dream. Um, as, a, as an independent artist, as independent, all of us being independent artists, it's, it's a dream for this to happen. You know, we started something with nothing, with no money whatsoever. And to come that far from 2012 to 2023, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I would never think that from 2012, I'll be here talking about a sequel. I, I just was, just like, it's an amazing thing. And I think that's, uh, for, for people who are, who support independence and independent film and independent art, this is it. This is the essence of what, what independent filmmaking is and where it is able to go to. And that's where we're at right now. We're, we're right now up on the top and we want to create this a badass zombie film. So I ask you guys to please donate and always remember, always remember the night of the living dead, the original film, the black and white, the first one. Yeah. It's done on $65,000. And today it's a number one classic horror film. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, as I would say, the, the, the father of the modern father of zombies or, or the birth of, of zombie films. It's a, uh, it, it's amazing that film to this day you can watch it and just like, yeah. wow, just the way it was shot, the way it looks, you know, it's amazing. All right, everybody, we're out of time, so please join the Indiegogo campaign. Uh, if you if you cannot contribute, retweet, repost, so more and more people see the opportunity because we want to make a great film, and uh, we're going to be bringing other cast members on the show uh, eventually, Jesus. and it's going to be a lot of fun. So Hilton, thank you so much. For thank coming you, on. thank you guys. I'm time. sorry that I'm coughing on your time. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't got the zombie virus? Help this guy. Looking forward to meeting you. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be on. We got to go. We're going to be on Long Island in the spring. Well, when I'm you, here. When I'm do you want to shoot? When we raise the money. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see you in the spring. We'll see you soon. All right, you yeah, guys. On the island. Let's see each other. Take care, guys. Hey, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. We're off, you guys. Go to Hollywood. We're going to the premiere of the Garden of Eden, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Russell.